Welcome back to the Champions Playbook, where we're still joined by Hudson and Tevin. And I think we're going to take this one a little bit more off the cuff. So we were recording a little bit beforehand, uh, before you guys are hearing what we're hearing right now, or what you're hearing right now. And uh, I think we're just going to go into it. So this episode, we're talking about meal prep and what we should be putting in our bodies to perform the best. So we were talking a little bit off air about water. Everybody feels like you need to drink water a little bit more. Tev, what did you say about water and what we need to really be doing? We're all certified scientists as well, so yeah. 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 Our, <laughs> our, our PhD degrees will be in the comments. <laughs> For the record, but, anything that's about to be said, consult your doctor as please, always. Please. Like, but in our experience, and him as a chef, and me as a performance coach, and we have some things to say on the. All topic. of us on this board are athletes too, and I've played. Correct. Per, I have played sports at a fairly Correct. high level as well. Yep. Um, but yeah, like I was saying, um, a, a certain percentage of our bodies is salt water. Um, so we also want to cater to that as well. So getting proper sodium in, um, I, uh, this is what I do. And I've done this for the past year is just, you know, Pedialyte, anything that's <laughs> Scott's feeling his Tev's biceps, <laughs> anything that, uh, is low sugar, but has, you know, a good amount of electrolytes is going to be solid you don't have to drink a whole bottle in a day um you know just supplement supplement it here and there on top of your food making sure it's well salted you're gonna be chilling love it yeah i love it yeah i think there's a misconception that like putting salt on your food's a bad thing no not at all salt's fantastic fantastic don't just flood your body with just a million gallons of water a day well here's the other thing is a part of that too like it is good but like what he said balance it Mm. out because like what our body is truly made out of right there's multiple aspects there well now the american diet too is like over salted right. right like so there's a difference between like properly salted like just because the american diet is, is overly salted doesn't mean that salt's a bad thing like and salt right. in, in general is actually because really it's good in all body. the other processed type foods and it's in like poor cooking habits rather than like you can dump just about as much table salt as you want on also type on of salt food. that's a big i mean I, we, I was about we say, talk about this so, all the time in the kitchen man like there's yes. so many different kinds of salts. There's just like your regular table salt. Yeah. There's finishing salts. There's like, I mean, uh, I think we should bath salt. I think we should I mean, go. Okay. Those are great. <laughs> <laughs> like, no, I keep, do not recommend. Hey, don't keep, do it. No, 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 no. Keep those. Get rid of iodine salt. Get, get out of here. Like, we don't need that. I think we we, we, we love having kosher salt around in the kitchen. Obviously, top anything off with, too, of course. Like, you don't want that iodine salt. What would um, you all recommend as far as like just a good household salt? I think the kosher salt for sure, or that pink Himalayan. Uh, it's me. I don't know about Tev, but that's coming from the mama's boy. Those the two pink are, Himalayan those two are salt. Solid. And then um, <laughs> I have this at home. It's flake, flaky salt. That's going to be best for yeah, finishing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because what's what's flaky salt? So they. Oh wait, tell them how to make it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, making it's really cool. Yeah. So it's. I mean, I I haven't remembered the process, but it because it's the whole sheet of salt, and then they kind of just like use a. A, like a scalpel shovel to kind of make flakes. Yeah. I, I don't know the process. I'm not going to tell you how to do it. Cause I have no idea. What I do is I just, I'll I'll put boiling water on the stove, put a bunch of salt in. And then as soon as everything is dissolved, put it in a cup, like, and slosh it around. And yeah. then when it dries, you can 
scrape off okay. the flaky salt. At least that's yeah. how I do it. Uh, yeah, I just Amazon is going to be my go-to <laughs> for that. So. <laughs> but yeah, just flaky salt. It's nice because you it, you get a crunch with it. You know, it's texture. It's I've made it like twice things. in my life. So yeah. hey, kudos so. to you. <laughs> so, so what? Can I? I don't know what's happening right now. Can we start getting into the? <laughs> yeah, that's what I wanted to say. So, like, where I really want to go and bring these two guys in and, and Jack's opinions too is there the the theme for the winner for my winter project, and it's going to become, I think, a theme for us long term. Is I want what's real, right? Like, are supplements important? Yes, they're meant to supplement, right? That's what the term supplement means, right? To add on to what's already there, uh, to aid. It's not as a primary tool. It's You have vitamin water, electrolytes. W yeah, look into what electrolytes actually are. They're in food. Yeah. Look at Body Armor has done a brilliant job of manipulating you all with marketing, okay? <laughs> look at the covers, the labels that they have. They have... They have fruits, they have kiwis, strawberries, bananas, all that sort of stuff on there. It's like they know what your brain craves, so they put that on there so that you'll buy it. It's like all that stuff can be found in normal food. I'm not saying don't ever have a body armor, don't ever have Gatorade, don't have vitamin water. Like I have one out here because somebody's like, I want to get you something. I was like, just give me water. Like, let me get you something. I was like, okay, vitamin water. Hey, no, no free shout outs. No so, free shout outs. No free shout outs. No free shout outs. <laughs> but like, yeah. Anywho, it's not a but like don't <laughs> so is learning how to put good foods in your body and i love the way that that tev cooks and like seeing the stuff that he has um i also think it's good to make your food look good like presentable we eat with our eyes first right it's the first thing we see eyes and nose um you know it's kind of fun standing out here in the driveway it's like what are they cooking it smells great <laughs> so i guess it's nose first then eyes but like 90 percent of the information that we take in as human beings is through our eyes like make your food look good it's like if you make a salad and it looks like boring you're not gonna eat the salad like but also what does that mean too like for example like if you're gonna eat a nice salad and i'd love to have tevin uh hudson's opinion on this too is like Food looks good when there's a bunch of whole foods on the plate, right? So salad, you get the green from the leaves that you're using. You've got maybe it's a, like a springtime salad. You've got some fruits in there. Maybe you've got like a candied pecan and some cheese. Like it just it looks it looks it, it looks good too. But it looks good because there's a bunch of whole food on it too. Right. So talk about like when you're plating your food, when you're coming up with recipes, what goes into not just the flavors but the colors too that you're planning. Love this question. Um, so I'm big on plating. Sit back and relax. <laughs> Get yourself some popcorn because this is going to be a good one. So I always start with the canvas. What are you going to put it on? Is it a bowl? Is it a plate? You know, how's the sauce going to run? Underrated. Go underrated. Vessel first. Right. Yeah. yeah. Underrated. Because if you're making, it's got to sit on something. Uh, if you're making, you know, a soup, you can't put that on a plate. This is common sense, though. But so after the after the after the uh, after the canvas, I'll go. Um, you know, like I said, starch, protein, all that kind of stuff. Um, but yeah, colors is a big thing with with plating. You're gonna find most of your colors in raw fruits and vegetables, um, which is salads is a great one too because that's what I do. I just I leaves and then fruits and then nuts and then cheese or you know Parmesan cheese on top or you know whatever. That's that's how I layer my salads. But yeah, so plating is. Um, 
I like to think of this is going to be a little technical, but rule of thirds, everything to the natural eye on a plane yeah. looks good if you play things in odd numbers. I don't know what it is, what how that works out, but we don't do well with four. It's like oh yeah, uh, now what do I do? <laughs> like, or two, like, two's not enough. Two's yeah, never two, enough. Two's not enough. But yeah, normally three of anything is going to be sufficient. But yeah, so rule of thirds, that's how I kind of divide my, or fifths or sevenths, you know, if you're doing a, a big meal. But um, yeah, so that's how I'll do it. And then just layering, that's really all it is, is just, you know, you have a sauce. Okay, let's put that on there. You know, the way you cut things also determines how you put it on a plate. Um, if you just put a whole steak or a whole piece of chicken on a plate, it takes up a lot of room, you know, if you're trying to make it look pretty. But, you know, if you cut that a certain way, layer it stack it you know it's just so many things you can do with it well i also too want to talk about um how that goes into uh, uh, the greater theme of our episode with meal prep right right i feel like the the sentiment behind meal prep is it's ah it's super basic it's super bland it just hits my macros and that's it uh you do meal prep as well Mm -hmm. uh for for yourself and also customers too what goes into offering such a, a a good variety of meals throughout the week so I so many of you know we talked about this a couple of years ago if you've been a long time listener to the podcast like I put on 40 pounds trying to gain a lot of weight I had lost a lot of weight in my previous job um in 8 months and I did it as a vegetarian I'm trying that's why I'm wearing a smaller shirt to make myself look close to Tev right just you know perception um <clears throat> so uh but anywho like during that time like prepping for meals felt like daunting mm-hmm. and I just didn't know what to do like how am i going to get all this food in or even if you're not trying to get a lot of food in if you're trying to lose weight it's the opposite side right it's like like it just it seems so daunting and so overwhelming and like where do you start other than just like calling tev and like i've done the meal prep stuff when you've had like the hello fresh and whatever other companies but the food never looks nearly as good as you're like oh i paid for that i paid that much for that like Right. That's a really small piece of chicken. Right, like, right, right. I thought it was supposed to be one you measure. It's like, well, I guess it is a kind of house, but it looks terrible. Well, the other thing, too, for, like, bigger guys as well, like, a lot of the meal prep and, the, and like, if you go and get, just get, like, um, you know, like a basic frozen meal from that's, like, claims to be healthy from the grocery store, it's, like, 300 calories. Yeah. And I'm like, I need four of these. You feel empty. Tonight. Yeah, yeah, I feel empty. Empty a lot So of I'd just love to pick your brain on, like, what you guys – think about when you're meal prepping and and how somebody at home might be able to make that task a little less daunting or just hire you Tev. Yep. yeah one of the other works um <laughs> but yeah so for the latter is preferred the latter is preferred when it comes to protein i normally think i mean i have pretty large hands but around like the size of your palm and like the the edges of your fingers like that's that's about six ounces ish, which is a perfect serving of protein, whether it's salmon, chicken, um, that kind of stuff. So I normally start with my proteins like that. Um, and then everything else you can really get creative with. Just make sure it's, you know, you're cooking it. You don't use a lot of oil. Um, and what else was I trying to well, that was, that's super yeah, underrated because I feel like a lot of people are like, Oh, I got to put some oil in so this thing doesn't stick. And then they put like, you know, six ounces of olive oil in their pan. And you ended up like half deep frying it before you do it. Too. Another thing, too, and this was uh, I was actually watching a, um, a bodybuilder's um, vlog. He will buy before prep. He will buy new brand new nonstick pants so he doesn't have to put as much oil in them. 
That is uh, genius. So invest in good pants. Yeah, it's an investment. Because the less, I mean, because honestly, the new pans out today, you don't even have to put anything in them. They are so well made on their non-stick side that it's, like, incredible. Real quick, I think, whoa, sorry, that was real loud. Real quick and real loud, uh, I think there is a whole lot of intimidation factor involved in in the meal prep side of things and a time factor. But I think... Which is ironic because you're actually saving so much time. You are saving a whole lot of time, which let's be real too. Like that's our world these days is we are constantly running. We are constantly going. We have a million tasks to do that one day, which is why we go to the meal prep. But then we think about the meal prep and like, oh, well, that's going to take time too. It's so much energy. But also what's what's funny about that is like if we kind of dive into that, I think when we start eating this way and, and having this sort of uh, – plan behind this playbook behind our eating is that we actually found we have a lot of a lot more energy now because we're doing things the right way we're eating the right things and obviously it's going to take some time to build up to that right or like whether or not you're going to hire someone like like tev here or you're going to do it on your own that still takes energy right but when you when you start to feel the effects of of the of the meal prep and, and getting the right things in your body i think a lot of these things start to make a lot more sense too which i think is a big factor people don't think of like I think they think about that first week being really hard. Right. With working out, new golf coach, everything. That first week is going to be really hard. But once we get into it, it starts to make more sense to us. And we're able to actually buy in a little bit more. I think that's a big thing, too. Well, here's another thing that I'm thinking of because I love the idea of meal prepping. I love the idea of taking something out of the fridge, out of the freezer, heating it up. But here's the other thing, too. For me, when I am like planning my meals for the week, I'm not meal prepping like everything on Sunday. I'm buying things that I can like quickly throw on the grill or throw something together in like 10 or 15 minutes. How what what would y'all's opinion be on um, how to keep something flavorful throughout the week? Let's say you're meal prepping on a Sunday and you're eating like your last dinner on Friday. Like how do you make that dinner on Friday taste just as good as one of the dinners on Tuesday? I would say if it's something that's uh, heavy seasoning, saving that last, or if it's a marinade, because uh, sometimes that water, that oil content can kind of make the whatever you're heating up on that Friday. By the, that time, it's sitting in that yeah. liquid. It's going to be soggy. Yeah. So, yeah, I would say leaving that separate. So, like, you're just spices, vegetables on the grill, chicken, you know, boom. And then with anything starch-wise, I'm trying to think. Everything starch-wise should be... Like if if like it's sweet potato for example, mm-hmm. dice up your sweet potato, and then you know when you have time on that Friday, put it in the oven. You know for yeah. the, you know I think sweet potatoes are like thirty minutes, thirty forty minutes. Or even too talking about like the macronutrients in a in a sweet potato, like the skin. I mean you can just toss it in the microwave too. Yeah. Like yeah. and and you can eat the whole thing. Like whole the, thing. the whole thing is edible. Make yep. sure you wash it first. Of course. <laughs> <laughs> What are some other uh, some meal prep hacks that you think people at home who are listening might appreciate in their planning throughout the week? Um, I'd love to look at my menu right now because I have so many different options. But um, I would say stir-fry noodles, those are brilliant because if you can afford those carbs, let's say you're you know on the bulker side or you need a, a high-substance meal, yeah, those, they, they come in, I forget the brand, but they come in microwavable packs. Mm. Um and yeah, I'm gonna shout out Chef Mike. Microwave. Uh, Chef Microwave. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, the stir fry noodles are great because they're they've got a good amount of protein. The carbs are on point. You throw them in the microwave for 90 seconds. 
Um, or you can just throw them in the pan too. You just cut the package open, throw them in the pan. Now, is there a difference between stir fry noodles and like ramen noodles? For yeah, people so listening, the ramen will say ramen. The hoiken noodles are going to be closer to ra- like ramen's skinniness. Mm-hmm. Um, and then udon noodles, I'm sure we're pro- kind of familiar with those. That's going to be like uh, um, what's the like pho? Vietnamese. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, gonna yeah. be like that thickness. Um, so it's just whatever you prefer. The it has the you know nutrients on the back. But um, is yeah, there any one that you'd another. recommend that has like a, a higher protein content than the other one? I'll have to look at them. I know they make whole wheat ones. They'll make some out of like different you know stuff to c- cut out carbs as well. But so <clears throat> I can see where this podcast can get like really overwhelming. Like so, what do what do we do? Right? Like it's yeah. <clears throat> you know. Speaking from the athlete standpoint, like I'm going to share some towards the end of this, like for golfers in particular, you know, my top two or three like things to do when you're on site. Yeah, this is like, so I'm I'm going to do that towards the end. But like one of my questions to Tev is like, how do we go from, oh my gosh, this seems like so overwhelming for me to be able to eat well to like what's the i got all this crappy food in my house right you know the excuse is always there's not enough time there actually is time but like i don't know how to describe that to somebody from a food standpoint like yeah i can tell people how there's time to swing a golf club because this is my area of expertise and i can do some fitness but like what does that look like from a food standpoint and like maybe they don't you know meal prep for the whole week but like just Day-to-day basic advice for people. General stuff, yeah. Or just lunches or just breakfast or yeah. whatever that is. To like, eat zoom well. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. what do we, like, to eat well, to perform an activity or just perform day-to-day? Like, I, I don't think that skipping, you know, people do intermittent fasting, which is basically a form of not eating, but there's a ton of studies that support you need to eat in the morning to kick up yep. kick up your metabolism, get it moving. Um, people actually kind of bulk eat and eat crappier foods when they don't, you know. So there's lots of different ways to do it. What... What would be your recommendations? Yeah, I would say um, the question I always ask people would be, would you rather save time or save money? Most people would say save money, you know. So that's where buying whole foods, you know, vegetables are always going to be cheaper than, you know, eating out at any time. Over, you know, most vegetable packets can get, you know, four to six meals, you know, if you just buy them. But Exercise that Costco membership. Right, exactly. It's and funny then, because it feels like in the his- the history of it has been – well, it costs more money to make my own food right. and to make good food. And like you, it's a pervasive message. You hear it. I hear people talk about it. It's, mm-hmm. it just costs more money. I like you're saying it's not true. And I, I think you're right, but like, yeah. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, yeah. So I always say, would you rather save, t- uh, save money or save time? And most people would save money, but just, I mean, just the conscious effort of just looking at what is in what's what you're eating just looking at the if it's got a nutrition label just looking at it just being conscious of it i've noticed that that will just put things in perspective like oh wow like i didn't think that had that much sugar in it or i didn't think that had that much carbs in it yeah that that is like something that is just being you know proactive about and that can go for you know everything that's such a general you know um and then i would say a lot of people don't uh they neglect their proteins i think if if you're not on the vegetarian or vegan diet Protein is going to help you stay fuller longer. You know, it's going to help you put on muscle if you're, you know, looking to do that. Um, It's just substance, you know. It has so many benefits um, to keep you from, you know, snacking and, you know, all that that other kind of stuff. Hudson, I want you to weigh in on this too. What is something that that you're seeing from in your day-to-day 
that either parlays off of one of Tev's points or just something that's completely brand new to you? No, I mean, I think <clears throat> I think it's kind of both. For me, it's been, and it's funny because it's kind of how I learned to cook was just using a bunch of different flavors. And I think I learned to cook with like only being able to have a couple of different things around the house. So taking those two different things, but creating 10 different flavors out of them, you may think you're having the same meal every day, but you're spices. Exactly. Spices are zero spices calories. Spices are zero calories. Yeah. So I think that's a big, when you use the word hack earlier, um, I think people are probably going to be afraid to just buy chicken for the whole week or just buy this for the whole week or just buy two things for the whole day. They want something different every single day, but I don't think people realize they can get multiple different flavors out of one protein or one vegetable, this and that. And I don't think people are really exercising that enough. So for me, it's just, and it's not, you don't have to create these flavors by yourself. They, you walk into the grocery store, they have, hey, this is Italian. This is this. This is that. Like, it's right in front of you. Do you want Mediterranean today? Do you want this today? Like, right, it's right. right in front of you. And you don't have to be that super creative. Like, that's, and I think that's what people get afraid of is they have to be really creative to make it interesting every day, to make it tasteful every day, right? Like, that's not, you could, you could literally have the same three. You could have rice, chicken, and broccoli every day, and it would taste different five days a week so there's two things that i'm taking away from that number one is i love the way you said like play around with the medium that you're cooking on too so like uh i think a lot of people are just like we'll just buy chicken breast and put it on a pan right or maybe yeah. put it in the oven like why not fire up the grill outside and, and use the char use that flavor yeah. that you get from the fire on there as well or switch up even if you're you're gonna go with just chicken for the week maybe switch up instead of going breast this one week you can go for like boneless skinless chicken yeah. thighs and yeah then you, 100%. You're still it gives a different chicken, flavor 100%. So totally different flavor so i feel like uh some people when they they might get overwhelmed with what food prep actually is but in reality there's so many different ways to get so many different flavors out of the same ingredients yeah i mean i mean look at look at this for example i mean go to a mexican restaurant it's three or four items and a million different things on the menu. They are so good at it. They are so good at it. It's not even fun. Oh yeah. But that's exactly what we're talking about right now. It's literally like you give yourself different flavors with, with the same protein, with the same this or that. Like they do it all across the country, all across the world. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you can do it too. You don't have to be that scared. Like, again, like I go back to the grocery store, like the spices are right there labeled for you in the store. Go for it. Uh, are there a vegetable or a fruit or even even a protein that people don't like aren't drawn to because they either, either they a don't know about it or b are like ooh I don't think I'd like that whether that be like shrimp or whatever like people just typically go to for the big ones like is there something that like you think's really good that people just don't know about because we just cook super simple basic all the same things all the time or don't know how to cook it i would say for me and i don't think it's actually that crazy but i think to the normal person it would be but like as a chef like halibut fish is one of the most flavorful fishes out there it's really not that expensive most most places have it um and i think most people just kind of go for that american cod or whatever it is and like kind of actually leave a bad taste in your mouth when it comes to fish tilapia is great too don't get me wrong uh there's something about halibut so it's like no there is something about halibut though like i don't know man it just that's like my one little when it comes to i guess that's my fish protein because i mean i think you could say duck but like let's be real that's kind of difficult to work with <laughs> yeah i would say uh shrimp for protein shrimp that is going to be an extremely low calorie high protein source if you're not allergic to shellfish um, and then I love 
sweet potatoes. They're oh, the most dude. versatile yeah. thing. You can cube them up. You can just do a baked sweet potato. You can, one of my favorites, I make a sweet potato mash, which is I just cook the potato in water and then drain it, add a little bit of coconut milk, and just blend it. And it's like mashed Easy. potatoes. And it's like Easy. the volume is so high, but the calories are like down here. So just put a little cinnamon and cayenne on a little sweet potato. Right. <laughs> but Or yeah. sweet potato fries, too. Sweet potato People fries. Sweet potato like fries. sweet potatoes yeah. are so... Run it back. Wait, Run it back. <laughs> he just blew Run your mind back. with simplicity, like, dude. My brain just went, wait a second. Yep. You just basically said you made mashed sweet potatoes. Yep. With yep. two ingredients? Is that what with, you said? With two, like three no ingredients. Water. Are we counting salt? No. Okay. Two. <laughs> what? Yeah. So yeah, you literally just, and I do this all the time. I use a, so it, you might have to have a stick blender. That's what I use. The little blender at the end of the Mm. Those don't cost but a few bucks, right? Yeah, you can. Mine Great like kitchen bucks. tool, though. I think it's worth it. But yeah, so I just boil. I boil it, cut it in cubes, boil it, strain it once it's fork tender, add a coconut milk, and then I just blend it, and it's it's like a puree consistency. And if and they don't a, have an immersion blender too, they could yeah. use. They could probably use a food processor too. Easily. Food or, processor, or even just a, a regular blender, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And he yeah. did say fork. Tender, which means you could literally poke it with fork, yeah, just right in there, yeah, yeah, sweet, yeah, sweet potatoes, they're a hack. That's so. <laughs> is there any? Again, there any one, other, let, uh, let's make this point of like it's not that complicated. Folks. No, 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 no. We we're 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 scaring ourselves by why as great as these shows are, we're scaring ourselves too by watching them because they're just it's they're true. getting these five yeah. different crazy basket ingredients having to make this perfect meal. It's not like that in the real world every day. It's it's actually pretty simple to bring flavors together and have a... But I think that, um, and I want y'all's take on this too, like for me when I'm watching specific food shows, like uh, for example, I think one show that does an amazing job of like, hey, here's what you got to work with, make something, is Chopped. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Hudson literally like mouthed it as I was saying it. But I think those those types of shows are so fun because... Like, there's nothing special about the ingredients that they're getting, but they have to make something out of it. And so I'm curious, just talking with you guys, what are some things that people would have around their kitchens or their pantries that might be like two to three ingredient dishes that they're just not thinking of at the end of the day? And again, spices, yeah. Yeah. Um, I love guys' grocery games, too, because they'll oh, have yeah. challenges where you literally can only spend... You have twenty dollars to spend, and you know, and or, or the right. TikTok person are like, "Hey, chef, can you turn my ten dollars gourmet?" Yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, that's yeah. a good one. He, I think that's a better comparison. Yeah, to what we're talking because, like, yeah, let's yeah, get, like yeah. the chopped, like yeah. get, they are kind of get, they're getting duck bread, like they're getting some. Yeah, crazy they're getting stuff. some high quality stuff. stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you, yes, you said ingredients around the pantry that could be like versatile. Like for example, like your your sweet potato mash. Okay. Like the two ingredients that no, like nobody would think about making that, and it probably tastes so good. Like yeah, what yeah. are some things that people or some some simple recipes that people just aren't considering in their day to day? Like if you were to walk into, you have no idea what's in my pantry. Like things you think would likely be in there. Gotcha. That you okay? That I could use. Okay. Um, let me think. Let me think. If you can think of anything, dude, I got one real quick yeah, for you, real ahead. quick. No, like, let's like, because we we do this. Like, this is this is kind of, and I feel like a lot of people yeah. have this laying around. But like, say we're having taco night, which is like, you're gonna probably have chicken laying around sometimes, whether it's frozen or it's not. Or any protein, any yeah. protein. Yeah. Like, maybe the one thing you have to go get is tortillas, but that's fine. 
but he makes this jalapeno crema sauce that is just it creates the whole dish and it's like sour cream a lot of people have jalapenos laying around i feel like i've been in a lot of kitchens yeah, i'll, I'll give you that, that. Yeah, yeah i'll give you that I'll yeah 100 percent, especially this day and age with or it could be any kind avocados of avocados and all yeah. that nonsense right but you do this it's oh, literally sour cream mayonnaise jalapeno like that's it Mix i think we all get together. like we get caught up by this like crema like oh it's well crema, yeah but, but like, also like i think people managed. also get caught up in the fact <laughs> that it managed. has to be the protein that gives us all the flavor it right. has to be this or like that's the beautiful thing about food too it's not always the main star of the dish that's giving us the flavor whatever it is especially when we're talking about what's laying around the kitchen i think people are gonna look at like i don't have chicken i can't make anything I don't have this. I can't make anything. But do you look at all the other stuff you might have that creates this really big pl- flavor profile? Because we talk about it all the time, just seasoning in general is the most important. People are so scared to season stuff. So scared. I think they also don't know how to how to, as yeah, well. It's a huge, huge. Like another thing that it. I would suggest too is to eat out, but try a new restaurant. That's fair. Set it out a plan. This is what I do for you know menu development. Every I've tried to make it every Monday or once a week, try a new restaurant, you know, somewhere, whether it's a different cuisine, a different because you're not going to know how to season something Mediterranean if you haven't been to a Mediterranean restaurant. So like getting ideas from different restaurants, you know, you don't have to be a chef. You can be a home cook, get ideas from different places, take pictures of the menus like that is just stuff that I think about when developing, you know. That's crazy too. Yeah, I never thought about that. I, I, I mean, go to your local restaurant, whatever that yeah. is, and take a picture of the menu. Which be, is be funny because we be think about like taking our time off when we go to a restaurant, right? Yeah, we yeah, think yeah, about yeah. Like, or like oh, this is my time to relax and not <laughs> think about the food. But I can create my next six meals based off of what you got laying down right here. I'm good. I'm not going to spend this extra money this week. And that is, I feel like, the biggest roadblock. I think number one is just like the execution factor. Like, how, how do I make this? But yeah. the other thing is too is people are like. They get to the grocery store and they're like, I don't know what to make. I don't know what to get. I don't know what to do like over there. But it, if you go to the restaurant, take a picture of the menu. I mean, it, it, normally yeah. in the description, it'll tell you pretty much everything that's included. In the- there is also a, <clears throat> I want to point this out there. There is a recipe for everything. Yeah. It Google, is Google not is, like they yeah. tell you what to do. And I think people, they think they're not a cook if they don't do it their own way. No, if you're, if you know how to follow a recipe, I'm sorry, but like, if you know how to follow a recipe and, res- and, and do it well, and you come out with good food, like consider yourself a cook. Cause guess what? Most of us do that. When we first start working in a restaurant, what are we doing? Looking at a freaking recipe book. You know, most people that go into culinary school was the first thing I made something out of a recipe book. I didn't do anything on my own. I didn't, that's not how that went for me. It's no, it was, they told me you look at this recipe and do it per- perfect. Like make it perfect. I will and that's say how I get to how I got to learn how to cook. That um that salad recipe that I was describing that you guys were like, oh yeah, yeah. that's a that's a rip off of uh, one of the pre made public salads. I love it. <laughs> Publix is Publix is, food, man. I and love Publix. I just Publix. learned how to I just learned how to make it. Like I was just like, you know what? I can do this better, but instead of fried chicken, I'm gonna use grilled chicken. You know, like, me, it's amazing. And, yeah. me and my brother were sitting here last week, literally sitting in the pub. We're like, what should we eat? Because it wasn't open that day. Obviously, I was sitting there, so I was like, what should we eat? Let's let's go to Chick Fil A. My brother goes, nah, man, let's go to Publix. It's way better. <laughs> we went to Publix. <laughs> uh, so I guess, uh, where do I want to go with this? So from a food and performance standpoint, um, you were an athlete. Like You kind of already mentioned in the previous podcast a little bit about what you did to like eat good food and have that good food. I know I have a number of college players that listen to the podcast and coaches that listen to the podcast. Like, of course. Um, Maybe tie in a little bit of like what to look for when you walk into the the dining room, and also like 
what's quick and easy as a college student that you know you can i guess you can do i don't i don't know what i'm asking but i think you know what i'm asking yeah yeah um so we're speaking dining room um i mean everyone's different everyone's everyone's down dining room is different um stuff that i would look for uh definitely this it sounds generic but the salad options um I know we're going to be a good bet because it's, you know, Whole Foods. But if you look at, you know, what proteins they have over here, I know my cafeteria had just a pile of grilled chicken. So sometimes I would take that grilled chicken and they, they, they're they clever because they separate the salad over here where, you know, it's like the, the banished area. And then they have all the fried chicken, the pasta, all that stuff. But, you know, just grab a grilled chicken from here, you know, grab the salad here. Um, that's something that I would do. Um I really liked sandwiches. Sandwiches were nice because it, it served them on pretty thin pieces of bread. So if you are going to get your carbs in, you know, most of that, those sandwiches that I would do would have, you know, tomatoes. You know, they'd have chicken. They'd have lettuce, you know, that kind of stuff. Um, you can also go out and get, like, 35 calorie a slice bread, yeah. too. I feel like that's yep. a, a way to save carbs if you're really thinking about it. <laughs> yeah, we were talking about in, in the cafeteria. Yeah. Oh, in cafeteria. Yeah, Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I went to go... Uh, <laughs> I went to go turn yeah, the AC just, off, but just carry bread with you. Everywhere I, you go. I do like. Oh, <laughs> well, I say that because I make a turkey point. sandwich almost every day, and that's yeah. Just really yeah. Nice. I mean, great. to the sandwich point, as uh, obviously with this being a golf podcast, primarily, like how many times of our lives have we have we watched Tiger pull out that PB and J, you know, on on the seventh Portable. hole or whatever oh, yeah. it is. And, like, also, how much do those guys eat? Like, that's another thing too. Is like just, and I think from that standpoint, and I may just completely give you into another topic here but i think there's a whole mental side of that no 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 yeah of especially when it comes to golf of and i know it's been mean and, and it's funny that we're talking about it when it comes to like our turn food or whatever it is eating at the golf course is is the mental side of it is like what is too much and what's not enough in order to keep my mental state kind of right there and in, in the highest performance possible right so in terms I, of just like feeling full or like just having enough food in me right like i think that's a big part of this too we were talking about that off air and while scott is formulating his soliloquy that he's about to go on uh so that was good is what we're saying i i, I will share this one quick story is that i was watching um uh the tournament over at tvc southwind and over in memphis the fedex st jude open yeah. And I found it like, just hilarious. And John Rahm is teeing off. And I think it's funny because John Rahm has a little bit of a, like a dad bod about For him. For sure. He's he looks got like, like he a little a bit of a gut. On the weekend. <laughs> and so he, he hits this smashed drive down, down the middle of the fairway. And, and they're walking off the tee box. And his caddy pulls out this gallon bag of Chex Mix out of, <laughs> out of his bag. Hands it to John. Incredible. <laughs> and John is like holding holding this bag of Chex Mix like a football, like a baby, <laughs> and just grabbing Chex Mix out of it and eating it all the way down the fairway. But we were talking about it in the off in uh, off air as well, talking about like just what you need to do because golf is it's if you're playing a competitive round, you're probably playing anywhere from two to four rounds of competitive golf, eighteen holes four hours every single round. So Easily, yeah. I'm gonna hand it off to Scott now and give He'll give his two cents on what you need to do to stay fueled. So on the golf course, um, especially for tournaments, right? Or it's not just tournament golf. Like people play other sports and they get nervous in the morning. So when you're nervous in the morning, generally speaking, you don't, you don't eat very well. So some people have no problem eating. Like they, they just don't have a problem eating early in the morning. I still tell everybody you got to get something. Yeah. So like at least get water. You can get water in to kind of get that stomach open up a little bit and then – Try and eat 
something. Like you can get a half a banana. Like you can get something in there to get it going. Then by the time you get to the golf course, you get to your competition, go ahead and grab something else. It doesn't have to be a lot. Like you, but you got to get food in your body because you need those nutrients. You need fats. You need carbs. You, your brain is running like crazy. It needs those carbs under all that stress to be able to process information and process well. So, and fats are great too. So fats, proteins, and carbs. And so for golf, um, if you can get food in in the morning, you know, oatmeal with peanut butter, eggs, something kind of heavy doesn't even require a lot, but like get that going, get to the golf course. And then before you tee off on the first hole, like a small handful of nuts or something like that. Uh, trail mix is fine. Jack's mix. Um, but then <laughs> he said, we're not sponsored by them. That's right. But then once you get going, I recommend people eat um, roughly every four to six holes. Like it's just as much a learned habit as your pre-shot routine is when, before you hit shots. And so it requires a little bit of preparation ahead of time. If you're like, well, what do I eat? What do I care? It's like fats, proteins, carbs. Mm-hmm. This is going to sound crazy. It's not sponsored by Lunchables, but like you've got the idea of the Lunchables with, you know, you've got some sort of, you know, cheese and crackers with a meat, yeah. right? Like something that simple. You literally hit all three protein, fats, and carbs. And then I like to have, like, if you do that after the first four to six, then at the turn, you have something like fruit and nuts. And then from there. I, I just got to, I'm going to put Tevin on the spot here. Um, after you've heard all of that from Scott. You mentioned in the first podcast how you like to take simple foods and elevate them. How are you going to elevate a a day of a round of golf, of a competitive round? I'm gonna, I'm gonna gourmet, some every mix. four to six holes, just gourmet, you know, Give me something. whatever. But yeah, that's that's it's simple. It's that's incredible. Those three it's so true. All right. Um, Here we go. On the spot. I told you. <laughs> it's <been> negative. Negative. <laughs> He's a um, soccer guy. Normally, you don't put your guests on the spot, but like, I don't know. I'm, fe- I'm feeling it today. So, <laughs> yeah, I mean, you listed a bunch of snacks, so it's hard because I don't have anything to. Um, like when you say nuts, I would do like a like a nut cru- like a peanut crusted chicken or like a pecan cu- crusted salmon. If you're able to take, you know, a meal with you. Um, that's what I think with that. What and about then, like, um, if you were to, you could do that as a sandwich easily. Yeah. Yeah. You could do that as a or sandwich. Or put some like, spices like, in some, yeah. in some nuts. Yeah. Okay. Here's a hack too. Oh, easily. Uh, shout out my grandma for this, but she would do this. Um, she would take, this was a snack that we had as, as, as kids. She would take pretzels and toss them in Hidden Valley Ranch seasoning. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Because Hidden Valley Ranch seasoning is zero calories as, a, yes. as opposed to the ranch, which is just filled with buttermilk. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And yeah, so that's another, yeah, toss it in, in ranch. Because ranch, easy. you can literally buy it by the shaker of just ranch seasoning. And, I mean, use it at your own will. I mean, that's another good one. Yeah. What about, um? can you think off the top of your head about how to maybe elevate some oatmeal? Yeah, um, adding fruits, um, honey, nuts is going to be another good one. Uh, if you're on a higher protein diet, uh, adding instead of water, protein milk. Ooh, or protein shake, yeah, 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 yeah. Very um, underrated. That'll man. give it, like, th- this is what I, I literally had this this morning. Um, just maple brown sugar oats, steel, steel cut oats, and then I put my coffee flavored protein shake. Yeah. 
notes. What? Boom. Very That's great. So simple. Hud, can you think of anything too? Uh, I mean, I'm with him on the <laughs> foot. Like, <laughs> no, 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 no. Hear me out. Hear me out. <laughs> What's funny is uh, I've had a no, I've had a question in my head for like five minutes, like relaying on <laughs> well, this. So the that's all I've been thinking about. I was gonna go to where does this put you in a mental aspect, which is like golf is huge with that, right? Like I think we can get this question of like what foods are correct for you mentally on the golf course. Like how again it comes back to that kind of like do we get too full? Do we are we still too hungry? Which I remember I remember this whole. I don't know if y'all remember this. This thing about Tiger chewing gum was like <clears throat> that he didn't want to fill himself up, but that the mental process of chewing gum was that that he didn't feel as hungry. And uh, I think there's like tricks like that too that people don't think about as well, especially when it comes to actually performing, being on the golf course, uh, being whatever it is that we're at that we're you know, we maybe haven't gotten to quite completely. But that, that that's literally been running through my head the last five minutes. So so from the mental standpoint, um, one of my favorite quotes that I've heard is success happens at the intersection of preparation and opportunity. Hmm. So every time you go play in a tournament, that's an opportunity. Yeah. And, but mo- so many people walk in unprepared. They're not hydrated. Yeah. They don't have food in their body because they're too nervous. Well, I'm just too nervous to eat. I was like, so you, you're too nervous to try to put something in your body so that your body's fueled. You think and, you're going to be able to hit a golf shot right now? Right. <laughs> right. Right. Good luck. So there was actually a study done on this in 2008 that looked at uh, the effects of mild dehydration in golfers and their performance on the golf course. And so what they found was um, there, was an accu- there was a distance loss of like 12% which is a ton. You don't think of it as like a ton, like, Oh, 12% is not that much. Well, if you hit it 300 yards, I mean, that's what 36 yards off. You're, you're in the mid two sixties. Yeah. And so that was one of them. Your accuracy loss is 48%. Wow. Just in mild dehydration, which everybody wakes up in the morning, at least at that. Wow. And the vast majority of Americans are walking around in mild dehydration. Like that's just the way, it's the way we live. Now, here's where it gets really crazy. So we have these range finders that we use to measure distance, which is fine, but we hit putts that don't have range finders, and yeah. we hit shots where we don't use it. The ability to perceive distance correctly falls by 118%. Wow. So, like, if you look at a if you look at a 30-foot putt, right, we're all going to be a little off on judging that distance anyway. This is mild dehydration. This isn't like super dehydrated, which a lot of players play super dehydrated. And so, like, simply getting enough water in your body with some decent amount of food, like, this is a real study. And this, these were for players that were, um, I think the average handicap was a 3.5. These are good, good players. players. Yeah. So imagine... No, just just a three point five average. So you're shooting yeah. mid to low seventies, right? And so, like, imagine what that's like for everybody else. Yeah. And so the ability to do that, you know, you think, okay, well, I'm a little off on my normal, you know, thirty foot putt. I'll be off, you know, three feet on either side. Now you're six feet on either side. Welcome to a three putt. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or you've got, I mean, architects build visual tricks into the golf course. To make it look like it's further closer than to you than it really is. It's like you got your rangefinder. Your brain doesn't just operate on a on a static number. It operates on the information that's coming to its eyes all the time. Yeah, it's kind of like yeah, that's that's so true. Because I mean, I can I'm a golfer, right? So the amount of times I've sitting here and thought like, oh, that's 145. Let me hit this pitching wedge, and boom, I'm 10 yards short. What is going on here? 
Right. Can't think of it. Oh, wait, I haven't had this. I haven't had that. I haven't had this throughout the whole round. I haven't had a single bite. It's just, it's amazing that one, Correct. when you put that into perspective. Right. And coaches have foods for their, for their players, but like their players aren't in a habit of eating. Like that would be one of my first requirements as a coach in college would be like, when we show up, you're going to learn how to drink enough water throughout the day and you're going to learn how to eat throughout the round. Yeah. You, we're just that's going to be like walking to you yeah. like it's almost going to be automatic you get to the third hole and you've pulled something out and you're starting to eat it like yeah well, I guess why would we not be prepared on the most basic thing which is fueling our bodies it's to do essentially anything. game we need fuel management to go to work right? we need to fuel to be parents we need fuel to be to do this so yeah. like i mean it falls right right into literally game man like we're, we're managing our game like right like how because if we don't do that correctly what you just the point of what you made is that like I don't have the ability at this point to 100% to make another correct decision on the golf course throughout the day if I'm not handling this part of my game. And this is obviously very, you know, performance side of golf when we're we're trying to make money here because the majority of us are going out, you know, drinking beer and probably not doing what we're supposed to do when it comes to that on a daily basis. But we're talking about high performance. Like, it's insane how much these factors, because I, I can tell you right now, just difference between my, my good rounds and my bad. Of and like I, my really good rounds of where I was mm-hmm. with my nutrition. I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing this or whatever. Right? It's just amazing how much more I was locked in mentally. And I think it kind of all ties back to that. I'm well, curious, too, if you, could, if you could compare golf to any other sport. I mean... You could you could compare it to tennis, you could compare it to baseball, like whatever. But like I think honestly, when in the context that we're talking about here, we're talking about like a marathoner. I agree, right? Yeah. I like, thought to be honest, I thought you were gonna set that up to baseball because we're baseball guys. But, no, no, yeah. yeah. But like honestly, a marathoner, right? Like yeah. if you're if you're gonna be running twenty six miles at the end of the day, right? Like how many of those little like gel packs do they go through? Like yeah. and then over the course of that marathon, right? It's like why aren't we doing the same thing in golf, especially if you're walking your whole round. Too. Yeah, that's a whole different side of it too. So this is where I was going to go kind of off of his point was think about emotional control. Hmm. What happens when we're hungry? Even if we don't physically feel it because we're nervous. Term? Hangry. We're hangry, right? We do not have control over our emotions when we're hungry. Like, you know, I, I laugh at the like, you know, being a Christian kind of growing up, you know, and, and still am. Like you look back at they've been – They've gone through the, you know, the Red Sea's been parted and they've walked through and they've been rescued from all this and they've seen all these plagues and all this. And then they're out here like, if you brought us out here to die, why? They're hungry. They haven't had food or water. Like, they're com- this is the most basic need. And they're com- like, we just saved you from the worst things that could ever happen in anybody's life. And here you are complaining about, like, we don't make good decisions without food and water. 100%. We all know it. Like, we like I've got a four and six year old at the house. We can tell when they're hungry, and they it doesn't you know. take long. Like, I'll come in and we'll be swapping out. Rebecca will be leaving. I'm going. Have, when was the last time they ate? About two hours ago. Yep, time to eat. Like, yeah, they're losing their minds over here. Dude, it is bad. Like, especially in the morning, Daniel and Nora Grace. Ooh. Ooh, they are they are rough to, to deal so with. Funny. Like getting food in Nora Grace's body is the hardest thing to do because if we don't, I mean, she is she's up in the morning. She's super sweet, and then you ask her to eat, and she's like, it, it, "That's like it's so hilarious." Like I I just kind of realized like the times I've been the most angriest on the golf course is when I haven't had food in me, <laughs> and but then when I've been properly. You know, nutrition and everything. I'm like, I'm shooting. You know, my best rounds. 
Tev, what does that look like in in soccer too? I, I think I saw a stat a stat that said uh, um, that a midfielder runs anywhere from like seven to ten miles like a game. What is that? What is that? And uh, correct me yeah. if I'm wrong too, but like, what does that look like on the pitch when you guys are trying to fuel up before and after a game? Yeah, so we would uh, like pregame meals would consist of you know pretty d- dense foods. So whether that's, um, I mean, pasta is like the main thing that we would have before games because you want to eat enough before, you know, so you're not full while you're running because that's the worst feeling in the world. But you don't want to, you don't want to, <laughs> I mean, it's a top three, top three worst feeling, but you don't want to eat too, you know, too early to where you're hungry before the game. Cause then that's where, you know, you lose focus, you know? Yeah. I read a thing too. It was uh 90% of your serotonin is produced in your gut. Oh, whoa. Yeah. 90%. So, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Um, but yeah, so we would eat, you know, lots of pastas, um, salads um another thing we'd have a lot of greek food like uh, orzo pasta which is you know in between rice and pasta so it's a little bit healthier um chicken um we'd even have steak sometimes just because that that takes a, a long time to digest so that keeps you full um but yeah stuff like that and then post game post game meals would be depending on what city we're in but it'd be normally it'd be pizza that would be oh really a little mood yeah. lifter you know after a loss you can't be you can't be sad and eat pizza yeah yeah yeah, yeah. So it's like <laughs> like let me say this too like that's not a it don't matter where you go like you know you know my, where my brother was for college they they had pizza after oh, every yeah, meal yeah, too yeah, yeah, so yeah. that that says something <laughs> pizza's the way to do it and then yeah we have pizza and a protein shake that would be you know after after some food after a game I was about to sh- uh Pasta, pizza, pizza, protein. But we're we're burning all that off, you know, the oh. next day at practice. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can't can't imagine. Um, yeah, that's one thing that I couldn't do is play soccer at the at a high level. Like, I, and granted, I never tried, but like I can't. <laughs> well, we will never know. <laughs> we'll never know. What what is what is that? The tootsie pop like lick lick. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> How many licks does it get to? <laughs> <laughs> I just can't imagine running running that much. Yeah, it's it's kind of blinded by your focus in the game. So yeah, 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 if you were to enough. say, "Hey, uh run 3 miles while uh you know looking through a deck of cards, but stay focused while you're running." But you won't think by the end, I guarantee you won't think, "Oh, I just ran 3 miles." Yeah, 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 yeah. That deck of cards. So, you're constantly shifting your focus, but when you're tired, when you're tired, you'll be like, yeah, I've read a lot. Because we would wear trackers, you know, during games. Yeah. And, yeah, it would be close to – if you played all 90 minutes, you know, it would be close to five, six miles. That's crazy. And what what position did you play to? Outside back on the left. So, okay. I was, you know, left defense for those who don't. No, don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, outside back. So, I'd be up and down that whole line. I hate running with a passion. But I'll climb mountains. Yeah. No, no. Here's the other thing too. Uh like for us for us taller guys, I feel like it's a it's is it harder technically cuz we have more impacts? Harder on the joints. Harder on the joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's Yeah, I'm but saying. I can take like half the strides that the rest of y'all can take. Right, yeah. You had the longer strides. There's not as longer strides. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's kind of a, Kind of a bargaining agreement with with the world, you know. Yeah, right. <laughs> I know. I know. Sorry, you're not gonna run fast. <laughs> <laughs> I have no idea where I want. Oh, I I do want to kind of pull this all in. Yeah, bring us with, home, Scott. Um, so eat 
helps your mental, helps your physical. Your body needs fats, proteins, carbs. Like your brain needs that stuff to operate. Aside from the muscles, like the brain controls the rest of the body. If it doesn't have its nutrients, you're done. Uh, you need water. Got to have water. Have to have it. Um, if you're somebody who's trying to lose weight, um, fantastic way to kind of curb your appetite a little bit. It's just to have water. You kind of fill that stomach a little bit. And then um, meats, proteins, carbs when you're playing every four to six holes. And then what I'd like to kind of finish it off with, with is, Tev, tell us what it is that you actually do with meal prep how people can come and see you take as much time as you need. I, I don't care if you take five minutes, 10 minutes, whatever. Yeah. Um, but like, what is it that you do? Um, why come see you instead of somewhere else? And, and then and I'll add one thing on there too, like the intake process as well. Cause I feel like your different clients have different needs that influence the different meals that you're going to end up giving to them at the end of the day. So what does that look like too? Yeah. So, um, I will do a custom menu based on allergies and dietary needs so if you're bulking cutting you know just trying to maintain i'll have a separate menu you know just for you for that week um and then i would change that menu every week because we all love variety and i can handle that it's what i do best so i'll change that menu every week you'll get about three to four options to pick from um the best way to reach me and to to get in contact would be um either through my instagram my website which is just tev's table um so i'll take all you know inquirers from there um, and then why you and not these umpteen thousand other companies that are out there that are your big corporate, you know, why, why shop local when you can shop global, right. you know, like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I'll, I mean, I'll give you some meals that you don't really see at, you know, the hello fresh, the eat wells, the, you know, some of my stuff is based off my experience on cooking, which other restaurants and businesses don't have that experience that I have, you know, whether that's just the way I grew up, the Caribbean side of it. I've got a lot of Caribbean stuff that's in there. Um, so yeah, it's definitely just more variety. And some of the, I've noticed some of the meal prep services don't change their menus in that, like enough. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. you know, people who order a lot of meals, you know, that strictly rely on them run through all those options in a month. And then, you know, the, they haven't changed their, so someone like me, you know, I can change, you know, what you're eating every week, you know, that just constant change. But. Yeah, I think that's the uh, I think that you see this at scale in a lot of different companies. You know, if you go if you go for a larger company, mm -hmm. it's not going to be as tailored. Right. But right. If, you, if you go for something smaller, it's personal. I mean, and uh, first of all, I think everybody should reach out to you first if you want like a good good food that is that hits your macros every week but what i have seen too is like there's a difference between like let's say the hello fresh and then there's a, uh, a some of a more local one called clean eats here who who does like a, a little bit more variety and then i'll see your stuff and i'm like okay that is like yeah the because I, I look at them i watch them i'm like okay let me make sure i'm not right and then right. let me see i'm doing different but the other thing too that i think would be different is that um yours is is fresh everything's it, made it, everything of, yeah. is fresh right and so a lot of these meal prep services like they'll they'll say that like hey the the ingredients are fresh that are shipped to your door it's like okay fine like yeah you put that in air quotes right there yeah. and then you know, some of these you know you're six, seven days exactly you know it's six seven days old and then the other yeah. thing too is a lot of these other meal prep services they're just straight frozen you pop them in chef mike yep and and then you heat them up right like <laughs> but but that's what I think that you bring to the table that's so different is you got you've got the variety you've got the freshness and you've got the uh, just 
yeah day of yeah yep yeah so yeah every sunday you know i'll prep certain stuff sunday and then um you know deliveries on monday but Mm -hmm. everything's bought the day of i you know cook it so it's the freshest you know as soon as you get it dude the other thing too which i'm thinking of is how how sick is it to be like hey like my my private chef made this for me like it's not it's not just gonna say that yeah look who's delivering the meal to you right right like it's not (laughs) way better than an amazon box you know (laughs) it's like whoa where'd you get this oh i got this from HelloFresh. i got this from clean eats like no i got this from tevin i'll leave out the curse word henry (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's uh, that's sweet there's so sweet not an entitlement but it's you know it's kind of fun to say hey yeah my private chef made this you know yeah. And you're supporting somebody too who wants to do bigger things in food. Like that's so sick. Right. Yeah. Well, so the other thing that you do, you do like private chef stuff. You have a party at your house, whatever, like you'll come in and cook. Am I understanding that correct? Yep. And like I I was asking Teb, I don't think he needs to say it on the podcast, but like I was kind of asking you about it. It's actually a lot more affordable than I thought it was gonna be for the convenience factor and it's going to be really stinking good and it's at your house. Like it's comfortable. Like you don't have to worry about, you know, so many people when they want to cook, it's like, I got to have all these people over. I got to have the house in perfect order. I got to make sure all the food's ready. And it's just like this whole stressful thing. And I, I don't think people just need to look at having a private chef as like, Oh, that's just too expensive. That's not us or it's too elitist or whatever. It's it's just not like if you're going to have a special event at your house, like, and food's always involved. Like, the everybody there can pitch in. Would be happy to pitch in ten bucks, twenty bucks, yeah, if that. And it would be a wonderful experience. So guess what? You can enjoy time at your place hosting people where you don't have to feel like you're having to be the host. Yep. And you can just be there and enjoy time with your people. Have you ever um, gone into a private event and gotten to their saw their kitchen for the first time and you're like, yo, like I'm I'm gonna enjoy this. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I haven't even been with any of them, but looking at his stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, the the Brentwoods, the, you know, Alf Harding. Yeah, that's that's a big spot. But so, yeah, so what I, I've also ran into kitchens where I'm like, I want to get out of here. Oh, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, yeah. it's a box. You know, it's so now I have people, you know, clients send me a picture of their kitchen before. I, so I, okay, I, cool, I know what cool, I'm cool. getting into, you know, but yeah, yeah, there's some kitchens where I'm just like, man, I just don't want to leave. You've got the, <laughs> the wolf gas range and you've got the vent hood that's, the, you know, the size of a roof pot filler and <laughs> yeah, everything. Like, yeah, yeah, filler, yeah. You know, <laughs> two dishwashers, you know, it's incredible. Butler's pantry. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. I love another that. wolf range. It's yeah. Yeah, I love it's, that. It's fun. Cool. Well, I think we're going to wrap it up here. Do you have anything else, Scott, before we go? Um, if you book anytime, anything with Tevin, whether that be meal prep, private chef, whatever, let him know you heard about it through the podcast, whether it be the last episode Please. or this one. Um, and we'll need to do like an intro so that people know how to find him. Like yep, yep. that way it's not just at the end of this podcast. Yep, put yep. it in maybe in the middle and in, the, in early. Yeah. Uh, but where... If you go and see him, you've listened this long on it. Um, I'll throw in. Hmm. I'm gonna throw in. No, I'll throw in uh, my new practice notebook that's out because that fits with with everything. Oh, nice! So Sweet. I'll throw that in. It's hey, really the next awesome. one should have a spot for food, like weekly food stuff. Ooh, now you're adding. Now we're getting super. Now we're getting performance based, baby. Now we Franklin are, Bridge Performance are Institute. Next level. One week of Tev's table. <laughs> One week of Tev's table. So, yeah. Um, yeah, Tev, tell everybody where they can find you again. 
Instagram. This has been a lot of fun. Yeah, this has been great. Uh, Instagram, TikTok, website. Um, yeah, all tabs table. I'm trying to think what else I'm on. Yeah. Yeah, and I'm, uh, I'm on everything, whether it's my full name or whatever. I'm I'm on every social media app. So if you guys are are listening to this on Apple or Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcast, everything, all of Tev's links um, are going to be in the show notes below, so you guys can can take a look at it. Also, subtle plug for YouTube: uh, we are on YouTube. It's the Champions Playbook. But the reason why I bring that up is because if you listen to our last episode, we had some of Tev's mac and cheese that he just whipped us whipped up for us in the kitchen beforehand. And it was to die for. So if you want to see how that looked and also click on all of his links below, go take a look at us on YouTube. So, uh, and you got the recipe as well. So we did, we did include this and we'll extend it for this episode as well. Cause it's at the very end. So if you've listened to this far, you deserve it in the show notes from the last episode, we included the recipe for Tev's Mac and cheese. If you make it, Take a picture of it and tag Tev and the Persimmon Pub. You can, uh, first of all, Tev and Hudson are going to choose who it is, and they're going to do a potential chef special for you in uh, in the Persimmon Pub. So, And you're going to want that. And you're going to want that. <laughs> you're going to want and it. And as soon as you click on Tev's Instagram page, you're going to go, yep, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm, I need to do that for sure. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to wrap it up here. Thanks to Strixon and Arcos for sponsoring uh, this episode of the Champions Playbook. Hudson, Tev, thanks for coming, guys. Appreciate you. Really appreciate it. Really appreciate it. Yeah, this has been an awesome one. I think it's always fun when we get more than one guest on, too. I think we can just go banter back and forth. And uh, we're actually going to include here at the end some of the, uh, I guess I'll say, unreleased footage from before we started rolling. So I'm going to put it at the end. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> It was brilliant. Banter. It was great. It was great little banter. So we'll make sure to include that at the end. Stay tuned for that. But from Scott, Jack, Tev, and Hudson inside the studio at Franklin Bridge. We'll see you on the next one. Peace. No, that's smart water. Vitamins, vitamins, bro. It's all about the. They vitamins. put what's on the. They put what's on the bottle that's good for you. Your body. <laughs> vitamins. Smart. No, but they just put like freaking fruits all over the label. Fiji. Think about that. One. That's good for you. Going it's to Fiji. Water. My favorite is the guy on TikTok who's a water sommelier, and like he'll like <laughs> he'll he'll tell you which ones are good, which ones not. <laughs> Uh, are we rolling? My favorite guy is the the guy, the chef who the sound of love guy. No, 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 oh. the chef who does all the <laughs> love guy is really good. The chef who does all the is little, this rolling right now? He's like, oh, I hate this, but I need it. <laughs> yeah, very monotone. Have you seen that? Fantastic. He's, yeah, it's yeah, a two like, out of ten, but I need it. Wait, do you what do, the fuck do, are do you doing? Do you do? <laughs> I'm sick and tired of watching. This Did guy, you really just for I just for comedic? It's like we're Tev. Uh, quick question: How? What is your highest views on TikTok? Seven point four million. Whoa! <laughs> cool. He's got. When are we gonna get there? He's got a hundred k followers on. Come Amazon, on, Jack. Bro. If you start paying me, I'll <laughs> go for it. Hey, there's hey, money Amazon, in the account. Amazon, take it. 
We're we're making it happen. We're working. Yeah. I should have. I have an order from Amazon. I will soon. I just yeah. We need move. to get yeah. Get soon as I things. move, I'm gonna order a bunch of stuff from Amazon. So I got you, Jack. I'll make you money. Let's go. I love it. Oh, around Christmas time, dude. You just need to tell everybody like whatever you're you ordering. Why don't Here's we plug that right now? Plug it in this. So it's in. It's gonna be hey, in the show notes. Guys, welcome it's to in the, the show notes. Playbook, and it'll uh, be on YouTube. I'm Scott Hassey. I would love to pay my co-host Jack Beard. Please follow these steps in order <laughs> <laughs> for me to pay my co-host. It's literally super simple. Go down, click on one of the links, and it'll take you into Amazon. And you go buy anything you want. You don't have to buy. Order you don't have to you buy want. my book. Whatever you want. Buy whatever you want. See, we, this does need to be recording right now because this is podcasting. Right here, what we're doing right now is podcasting. And so we need, been, we need to do more. It's of this. literally been rolling the entire time. Good. We need an intro. <laughs> I do want to say this is pretty, pretty cool to watch y'all just go. We just need. Um, we do a lot of like really about good informational lot, stuff. We need to be better about talking about like current culture stuff. I know. Well, I'm going to hit on so, current culture because I I hate the vitamin water space. I do hate. They're uh, going to want to sponsor me one day and they'll be like, nope, you have that one smart, episode dude. from way back there. Tev, Tev also cracked the code. No pun intended. No water pun intended. It's not that great for you. Water? Water's good for you, but a, I think it's a third or a fourth of your body is salt water. Mm. So you also want to cater to that. But yeah, that you, you don't, also need. Uh, yeah. Yeah, well, like I use Pedialyte a lot at home. Like just sips or here, or here. liquid IV. Yeah, liquid IV is good too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But it, your body needs a lot of sodium. Well, I sweat a lot. <clears throat> but it's right. But the but the yeah. start of the whole thing is like people aren't consuming good food. We're talking about like yeah, yeah. somebody who's already healthy. Like right, we right, could right, have right, a bodybuilding right, 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 show. Right, 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 right. Let's save it for the podcast. <laughs> Dang it! <laughs> hey, why don't we roll? Hey, we're, hey. we're already rolling. Good <laughs> He's hot. <laughs> I'm ready. Filibuster. You're just going to sit there and sit on the mic for as long as possible? This is science here. All right. That was a good one.